Mom, what does blasphemy of the Holy Spirit mean? Has your child asked you that question? And can you answer it confidently? It's a very important biblical directive we need to know and understand so we can teach our children. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. My friend and her eight-year-old got into her car after Sunday service and her son asked her, Mommy, what does blast men of the Holy Spirit mean? She said she had to think about what he was saying, and then she realized he was asking about blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, and she chuckled inside. But then she said she froze and felt uneasy that she didn't know how to answer his question. She drew a blank on the meaning of the word blasphemy. She was honest with her son and said, I can't remember, but I will find out and I will let you know. Blasphemy is well attested in the Old Testament, Leviticus 24, verses 10 through 16, which were rooted in Exodus 22, verse 28, that states, you shall not revile God nor curse a ruler of your people. Such blasphemy was subjected to punishment by death. And blasphemy was to call into question the integrity and holiness of God himself. Idolatry, false teaching are all considered blasphemy. Blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is mentioned in three of the four Gospels. It's found in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. The religious leaders had just witnessed Jesus cast out a demon, and they concluded that Jesus was possessed by Satan, who enabled Jesus to do that miracle. They all knew the man was born blind and, and he was a mute, and that he instantly could speak and see. There are only two possible explanations for what happened. Either his healing was the work of God or of the devil. Since they refused to acknowledge that it was God, they had no other option than to conclude Jesus performed his miracle through the power of Satan. And the Lord said, Satan may be evil, but he's not stupid. No, Jesus didn't say that, but his answer kind of indicated that. Satan does not cast out Satan. In Matthew 12, verse 27, we learn Satan is the strong man. His house or palace is the world, and his goods or property are the men and women whom he holds in spiritual bondage. So Satan would not cast out a demon from a person he wishes to keep in bondage to himself. Then Jesus in Matthew's gospel states, sins committed against him, the son of man, can be forgiven. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. Why an eternal sin? Well, it's called an eternal sin because it is committed against an eternal God. Really, all sins are eternal sins until they are forgiven by faith in Jesus. So the question is why we can sin against God and Jesus and be forgiven, but not against the Holy Spirit. Well, first men committed sins against God in the Old Testament, then against Jesus in the New Testament. But now if they continue to sin, it's against the Holy Spirit who came after Jesus. And if they sin against the Holy Spirit, they're rejecting the only other form of God to come and to bring forgiveness, the Holy Spirit to dwell in them and to save them. First, it's the Father, the Son, and lastly, the Holy Spirit. There is nothing else left to come. Why was there sin against the Holy Spirit and not against Jesus? 
Their sin was against the Holy Spirit because it was by the power of the Spirit that Jesus healed and did miracles. Jesus himself said in Matthew 12, 28, that it was by the Spirit of God that he cast out demons. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is a willful, wicked rejection of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It isn't unforgivable because there's a limit to God's grace or mercy or because some of the other shortcomings in the character of God. No, it's unforgivable if a person dies rejecting the Holy Spirit. To reject the Holy Spirit's testimony of Christ is to reject Christ and who he is and all he did, and to reject the Father, who in John 10.30 states, I am the Father of one. Blasphemy, therefore, is deadly because it ultimately leads to separation from the only person who can save sinners from their sins. It is unrepentable because the person, having refused so stubbornly to repent, finally becomes unable to repent. And in Romans 1, verses 24 through 27, it states that God gave them over to their sins. In other words, when a person continuously refuses to repent of their sins, eventually God pulls his hand back and says, fine, have your way. I am done with you. And he gives them over to their sins. Hebrews 6 verses 4 through 6 points out that no argument or evidence will help such a person. The problem is the willful rejection, and it's called a sin that ends in death. 1 John 5.16 The unforgivable sin is not some serious moral failure or persistence in a particular sin. It's the conscious, continuous rejection of the good power of God, and therefore a rejection of God. But remember, the thief on the cross, he called out to Jesus and he was saved. But if people continuously reject God and his offer of salvation and then they die, there's nothing else that they can do. There's no second or third chances. They have many chances during their lifetime to repent. How can we explain this concept to children? Well, for young children, tell them that blasphemy of the Holy Spirit means not to believe that God and Jesus are real. As they get older, you can explain in detail the full meaning of blasphemy. My friend could have simply told her son at that time it meant to be disrespectful to God by not believing in Jesus. At eight, he could understand that. And perhaps he could have understood more. Don't be afraid to share more because you never know when a child can grasp a biblical concept. For older children and adults, if you worry and fear that you have somehow committed blasphemy against the Holy Spirit and have committed an unforgivable sin, rest assured you have not. When you accept Jesus as your Savior and believe in him, you are forgiven of all your sins. Kittle.co is a safe search engine for kids, and you can search the word blasphemy together with your child. If you want to read a good article, I will have a link from Crosswalk that explains in detail the meaning of blasphemy and why it is so deadly. Please reach out to us at Raising Christian Kids and share your stories with us or ask any questions. We are here to help. I hope you find our podcast informative. We know you are busy and we want to share all we can with you in this 10 to 15 minute podcast. This is how we all work together to raise the next generation to become strong believers in Christ and therefore can change our world. 
Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.